dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and this is my co-host Kirsty Logan. And today we are very excited <gasps> to be talking about one of my favourites when I was a kid, the book The Mummy by Barbara Steiner. Who we've not had. No, I know, and I don't think she did any other point horrors, or not that I've seen anyway. Um, I was very <laughs> curious about Barbara Steiner because I was like, it's pretty close to Bobbert Stein. <laughs> Robert, Barbara, Stein, Steiner. So I looked her up, right? The internet assures me that Barbara Steiner is currently 84 years old and has written dozens of books and a film called, can you guess? You'll never guess, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I'm like, the mummy <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's called Zombies from Outer Space. Oh my God. Right? Is that in the um, sort of Nazis uh, on the moon genre? Do you know what it could be? I haven't seen it. Oh, that, what was it called? Iron Sky? That was called? Yeah. And then there was uh, Nazi Zombies, mm -hmm. uh, which was called Dead Snow. Mm -hmm. And that was really good. I think I've actually seen both of them. Maybe she wrote both those movies. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Anyway, if we could ever get anyone for interview on this podcast, Babs. I want I want Babs. Babs DJ. <laughs> I don't know why that's where I went. Hello. <laughs> we want her and we want uh, our fave Caroline Bikuni. CBC. We want her. Sure do. I kind of also want Richie Tangsley Cusick because I have questions. I imagine them all as like Barbara Cartland-esque goths. Oh, do you think? <laughs> yeah, like all in their 80s, all horrifically rich and surrounded by cats and single and writing about whatever they want to fucking write about. I don't know if they've got that much money for Point Horrors. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're independent, independently wealthy. It's just important in my head that they are very rich. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe. It's or, a nice image. Or just... Dress rich, yeah, as well. yeah, like clicky clacky pearls. <laughs> Sorry, what type of pearls? Clicky clacky <laughs> ones, yeah, okay. like big pearls, maracas that clack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just hold pearls and clack them. Okay, Heather, tell me about the cover of the mummy. Well, it's just so good. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very minimal. Yeah, I like it to be honest. There's a bit much going on on a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, so the and, and it's relevant. It is, yeah. For the, once, for once there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you couldn't. You couldn't get it that wrong, Ooh. could you? Um, the cover starts being the exact same colour as your wonderful top right now, mm -hmm. a deep red, um, and then it fades. And over the top of that, we've got gold writing saying the mummy. And I'm saying it like that. <laughs> because it's, it's it very a bit like that. Whirly, not whirly. Drippy? Wavy. What kind of wavy? Wavy, drippy, yeah. wavy gold text, the mummy. <laughs> and the wording goes around the head of a mummy. Um, whose skull you can see through it mm. um, and who's the bottom of his head is like unraveling um, to make it look like he's got sort of, I'm talking out the side mm. of my mouth I'm a mummy <laughs> where's your mummy is that mommy? what's happening do you not see that hello 
I can see it. No, see, I thought his mouth was like here, like lower. It makes it less scary when you see it. It, look, like that, it looks like it? a comedy mummy when you. Like a villain. He looks like um, mummy. Terence and Philip from South Park. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> I um, it does make it less scary. See, I thought his mouth was like, like his jaw was hanging off almost. You see, I'm completely desensitised at the minute because I've been spending a lot of time with corpses <laughs> over the last you month. You should just end it there. Don't even explain. <laughs> Don't explain anything. I'm doing a lot of research for a novel that I'm writing uh, around um, a corpse. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of dead things lately oh um, so this one looks quite sweet this is quite nice this is friendly mm-hmm. like i kind of want to hang around with him or her or they <laughs> you can't see their actual skin which is probably yeah a good thing mm, see friendly. i i've been doing novel research as well and i found out this fact which i don't know if it's true but it sounds good which Tell is the, the phrase to let the cat out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was in the days when you would sell animals at market and you would take a pig, a piglet, suckling pig in a bag uh, so it wouldn't run away. You just, And then people would just kind of feel it through the bag to kind of check it was fat and everything. But sometimes people would trick them and put other animals in the bag that were oh. less valuable, n- not pigs. And apparently one of them was a cat. And so you would kind of feel the cat and you'd be like, oh, this feels like a delicious fat pig I'll buy that but then of course if you open the bag then you would let the cat out the bag and then everyone would know but yeah see I like the sound of that but it does sound completely implausible because um unless you've never seen a pig or a cat (laughs) this is a creature of sun type um because like a a pig has its arms out in front it's Uh, and a cat has them everywhere no it has them at the front as well but yeah it would have to be a fucking big cat. My cat used to do that. I had a cat, and he, when you picked him up, he would keep his all four legs straight. Like the goats that I keep talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the fall asleep, scared goats. Yeah, the fainting goats. Yes. Um, mm. Also, why wouldn't you put it in a cage? Why in a bag? Because they didn't have cages. You've it was olden do- days. You totally just guessed that. They had cages in no! olden days. No! Barrel box. Yeah, they did have cages, didn't they? I feel like... <laughs> Even if a pig was in a maybe cages were expensive. <laughs> Even if it was in a I bag, I did just make that up. It'd be quite difficult to keep it I where know. it should be. My... I'm also imagining that they carry the bag on a stick over their shoulder, like Dick Whittington. <laughs> I don't think his was full of pigs or cats. You don't know what he had. He had a cat. That's true. Although not in a bag. Cruel. God, we're so round. off topic already. Okay, going down. Is that a Radiohead song? <laughs> like a cat in a bag waiting to drown. Oh yeah. This time, this time I'm going down. No, that is the Verve. Oh yeah. Oh shit. I'm not cool. Showing your age. <laughs> Showing it now. Um, we haven't done the tagline. No, my, my wife loves. Uh, we love '90s playlist in the car, but I think we had very different '90s because most of my '90s playlist is either pop or hip hop. <laughs> And most of hers is like kind of indie. She's a few years older than me, so she's into different stuff. And so hers is like indie. And we always have a description of the type of music that she likes that I hate, which is jangly guitars and a whiny singer with a strong accent. And oh, I just so hate that. that. Well, like, yeah. that's what made me think of it. Um, speaking of uh, singers with annoying voices, I was reading an interview with Noel Gallagher a few months ago. <laughs> um, and he said... Uh, 
of his brother. Well, you have to remember that for a few months there, a few years, Liam Gallagher was the greatest singer in the world. <laughs> and I've not been able to get away from it because he was never a good singer. Well, no, but he was given attention like he was. He might have been the most popular. Yeah. But he was not the best. No, he wasn't the best singer. He was like a good front man, I guess. It's one of those phrases I can't get out of my head and I think about it like most days. Is that the equivalent of bigger than Jesus? The John Lennon bigger than Jesus thing? Yeah. <laughs> tagline, tagline. tagline. He can't rest easy. Alone. This, is, this rest easy phrase is really bothering me. He can't rest easy. It's not a phrase. He can't rest in peace. Yeah, alone. he can't rest in peace alone. I mean, then none of them are good. They should have gone back to the drawing board with that, I think. Maybe they couldn't fit the phrase rest in peace on the that little bit of the cover that they had set aside. They couldn't give a minute more of the red. <laughs> No. Imagine him saying that with that mouth. You can't rest easy alone. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's to the side where the hole is. <laughs> I can't rest easy alone. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> ventriloquist mummy. Oh, like you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Let's get into this book. So this book is set in Denver, which is specific. The Mile High City. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a mile high. In the sky. What? It's a mile upwards from a sea level. I'm imagining it floating. Not north. <laughs> yeah, you're just holding your arm up in the I air. I always... Implying that it's floating in the air with I mean, nothing there's, underneath. There's land underneath it. Okay. To bring it up to the level of a mile. So what's a normal... Not normal. Like, how high are we above sea level? I don't know. Uh, in Edinburgh, probably not very uh, because we're right near the sea. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, although yeah. up Leith, probably, because it's quite hilly. Here, I don't know. You can have below sea here level. Here being Glasgow. Yes, sorry, everyone. <laughs> everyone knows where we are. Because everyone's on. right here with us. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's particularly high because I had some friends who live actually more high. <laughs> <laughs> more high? <laughs> North. <laughs> North. Do you need a little lie down? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> they lived more high in the sky uh-huh. than even Denver. <laughs> Did they live in a tree? <laughs> you can't have a mile high tree. That's ludicrous. Oh, oh you mean a tree in Denver? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we went to visit them. A tree um, in Denver is like a bad country song. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy is this? Um, a girl I know through a North American thing and a girl I knew from living in Australia turned out they lived like five minutes away from each other and had never what? met in this small county in De- near Denver. Anyway. Don't uh, you always hate it when you meet someone in another country and you say you live in Scotland and they go, do you my know, friend lives in Scotland, do you know them? And you're about to be like, no. And then you and then do. You do. <laughs> it's and you're like, so annoying. And you're like, oh, please. Yeah, I went to school with them. Yeah, <laughs> they live next door. <laughs> Damn it. And it's always like Jock. It's like, oh, yeah. Jock McFlanham. And you're like, do you know my friend John? Oh, yeah, yeah, and you're I like, do. Oh, yeah. I actually do. He's quite famous. Yeah, um, okay. No, so what John happens... John McFlanaman. <laughs> the famous John McFlanaman. <laughs> um, I'm not really Scottish, so I can be racist towards the Scots. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when you're that high, water doesn't boil at 100 degrees. Uh, it takes like 102. What? Um, and you get drunk really quickly, and you get out of breath really quickly, like even going upstairs. 
because there's less oxygen in the air. And when you bake, you have to change the recipe. So I think it's you have to put more sugar in it, Ooh. like in, in cupcakes, for instance. Because we tried making a cake and it did not work. That is interesting. Fascinating, hey? So they must get really disappointed when they go to other places and then it costs them loads of money to get drunk. Yeah, and also they're really fit. Because mm. if you work out there, it's like Olympic runners go and train, don't they? Like Do in they? high altitude. Yes, clearly I know all about that. And uh, you get... Um, you see, I want to say a pint more of blood, but it might be that you have just extra red blood cells in the blood you've got. Yeah, you can't have more, more blood. blood. How, where would it fit? How do you make where would it go? How do I become more blooder? <laughs> and then I can move to tampon. <laughs> I really feel like I'm going to regret saying that. I can't believe I'm the only tampon person <laughs> that hears tampon when they hear tamper. Surely not just me. I mean, all of us now, as we said, all of us. Um, I just feel like there could there should be a pun in there because it isn't SeaWorld in Tampa. And couldn't there be like if you're trying to tell someone that you're on your period but you're trying to be coy about it, be like, you need to go to SeaWorld. <laughs> have that? you got some Tampa? Can you get me some Tampa? I'm going to SeaWorld. Could you help me in getting to Tampa Bay? Although that sounds even weirder <laughs> yeah, than like, just saying I've I'm got like, my period. You want me to, you want me to fuck you? What, what are you saying? Yeah, okay. um, so we're in Denver. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I forgot we were supposed to be talking about a book. So we're, set in, <laughs> we're in Denver. Uh, meet... Alana Richardson, who goes by the name Lana. She is at a press conference at the museum where she volunteers. And they are discussing a stolen mummy who is called Urbina? Urbina. Uh, uh, Urbina. Uh, Urbina. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Urbina. <laughs> He's more urban. I'm not doing the Dumb and Dumber joke again. That's not no happening. Doing a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, pardon me, I, I did a joke. Okay, so Keith's mummy. Oh, I've just realised Keith is a she. Princess Keith. <laughs> Princess like Princess Keith. Michael of Kent. Yes. Who I'm I'm actually now picturing as Keith Chegwin with a crown on. Princess Keith Chegwin. And a, Princess Keith of you Chegwin. You know Princess Peach's dress. Yeah. So Keith Chegwin... With Princess Peach's dress and a crown on. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's her. Prince- <laughs> <laughs> you have met her. Yeah, you've, you know her. She lives in Scotland you know too, cool, so you must cool. have. Yeah. She lives next door. She's my auntie. <laughs> um, my uncle. So, <laughs> Princess Chegwin. Mm-hmm. No, Princess Keith of Chegwin. <laughs> um, now, her mummy has been missing for a long time. She was Egyptian. She was Egyptian. Okay. Can you not tell from the name? <laughs> <laughs> and the curse will only be broken when the mummy is returned. Which curse? To the coffin. The, the curse that's on the coffin. Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't really explain it further than that. Okay. In fact, there's a curse. How about the first? Let's read the first line. So the first line is This coffin is empty, <laughs> Dr. David Walters said, pointing. To an ornately carved, sorry, an ornately painted wooden coffin. Because someone robbed the, I've lost my page. Because someone robbed the grave of the princess Keith and took her mummy. There you go, that's, it's in the first line. Don't ask me for logic. (laughs) I love that. This coffin is empty. Aha! (laughs) (laughs) I have deduced. (laughs) This, this 
Coffin is empty? Yes, the coffin is empty. I like, you can say it in as many different ways as you want. Did you... This coffin is empty. <laughs> Did you see that thing? Oh, what was it in? My friend told me about it. I think she said it was in a film. That there was this actress who had one line in a film. And the line is, but I didn't ask for the anal probe. And she couldn't decide which word to emphasise because it sounds awful. But I, I didn't, didn't ask, ask for the anal probe. But I didn't ask for the anal probe. But, but I, I didn't, didn't ask, ask for the anal probe. But I didn't ask for the anal probe. But I didn't ask for the anal, anal probe. probe. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, where, where do you put the emphasis? <laughs> God, that changes the whole context. That changes the whole scene. Oh, I want to see so difficult. Now, just to know where she picked what she picked. I know. I can't even think what it was from. Anyway, uh, so Keith and his anal probe. Where are we? Um, okay, Keith's anal probe coffin. So Keith's is out, out being probed. So instead, we have Lana. Mm -hmm. So she has long black hair that's cut like an Egyptian queen. So very long and straight with a fringe. Very cool. Very cool. And do you know what? That's exactly how I had my hair oh. when I was a teenager. So I had like, much like I've got now actually, a little short fringe and I had very, very long, straight, dyed black hair because oh. I was a goth, as I think <laughs> we've Egyptian covered. goth. Yes. Well, I, I think I was trying to be. Ah. I was not really as cool as that. But. I think her, she sounds great. I think she sounds around. pretty good. I actually hmm. quite like quite a lot of characters in this book. Oh, well, let's meet some more. Well, Lana is also quite morbid. Uh, she's interested in death. And then she's also really into ancient Egypt. And I'm like, is this me? No wonder I liked this book so much when I was a teenager. I gotta say, I, I wasn't. I just was not. I, I can't stand the past. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm so you not. You can't stand the past? I'm not interested in the pastos. David's been really trying to get pastos me Pastos is not a thing. <laughs> it is, the pastos. You try to take my poshos and make it pastos. <laughs> you can't be against people from the past. All right, the past bastards. The pastards. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I just don't, I can't give a shit. Like I really can't give a shit. <laughs> and um, I I hard related to the guy in this, Josh Josh Benson, who was not interested in this boring. You old related shit. to the asshole worst character in the whole book. Yeah. <laughs> we I just can't. We were at Dundee in Dundee the other the other week, um, and we went to the McManus galleries, which is very cool. Um, and he had like a mummy in there, or like at least a mummy's sarcophagus um and i just i'm like was it empty it, it was, was keith missing <laughs> oh my god now i'm cursed <laughs> um i'm cursed to never give a shit uh, we were looking at it and i'm like yeah i know that's really fucking old and we did have an interesting conversation about how it was amazing that the color was still on the outside mm. and how vibrant the colors were but apart from that i just don't really get the thing out of it. Don't you like like weird historical facts and stuff? Yeah, though? I do, I do. When You're they're... writing about the past. Yeah, I know. Oh, not that far. That quite far. It's quite a modern past. It's like the 60s. Yeah, but still. Um, But yeah, like I can't do it beyond like a certain point and I've got no idea of timeline. No, I struggle so with that. So in my head, it's like now, uh, Victorians around 1910 and then Ancient Egypt? All of the past. Okay. Ancient yeah. Egypt around like 1800s. Mm. Uh, Paleolithic man... 1570. <laughs> I could don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. And no one can draw it out for you. Yes, they can. It'd it be a big picture. Well, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about all the events of the entirety of human history. 
that's you know what? quite big. You know what? I did just read a graphic novel called The History of Sexuality, which is mm. very good. And that did get me a bit interested in it. But still now, I couldn't tell you when the Egyptians were. Like, I, I, I've no idea. I mean, idea. it was a long time. Yeah. A long period of Ages. time. Ages. But what years? BC. <laughs> Ancient BC. <laughs> there was a lot of BC. I know. Famously, way more. I don't really than, know either. Than AD. No, I know. Oh, anyway. I don't know that much either. Anyway, let's. we I mean, clearly everyone, haven't got a fucking clue because we spend all the time reading point horror. <laughs> everyone was into the mummies because it's all the gross bit. Yeah, and it's all sex and death and yeah. glamour. Mm. Who doesn't like that? Corpse glamour. Exactly. Best time. Oh, that would have been like my dream nickname as corpse a teenager. Glamour. Corpse glamour. That can be used to Kirsty corpse glamour. <laughs> Please call me that. No, that's not going to work. What was my name again from the last week? Lowbrow. Lowbrow. Kirsty Lowbrow. Lowbrow corpse glamour. God, that's hard Too to say. Too much, yeah. Corpse, corpsey lowbrow. That's a good name. That can be your Halloween. I'm a Halloween Twitter, Twitter name. name. There you I go. need one of them. Nice. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. <clears throat> Then we meet archaeologist Blair Vaughan, who has long red blonde hair. She's elegant and standoffish. I imagined her as a 90s Nicole Kidman, and weirdly that came up in the last episode as well. Oh, I didn't get that. And then I was thinking, I'm not really surprised, because she's, she's quite sexy, but then I think in the 90s we did think archaeology was sexy, because it was like Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park, which yeah. made it look really glamorous. I haven't seen Indiana Jones, and I... Might what, have not seen any Jurassic Park. No. You might have seen Jurassic Park. You might. <laughs> what? Yeah. You might have seen Jurassic Park. Are you yeah. serious? There's a lot of them types of films I can't be fucked with, like Star Wars. When you say you don't like the past, do you mean like literally previous to last week? I live very firmly in the moment. <laughs> you really fucking do. You need to see Jurassic Park. You don't need to see oh, Star Wars. It's dinosaurs, isn't it? I it's also good can't, though. I also it's can't really give a good. Shit about dinosaurs, mate. Sorry. I'm serious, if you want to learn how to put a story together, Jurassic Park is really useful to study. Okay. It's a very well-constructed story. I, um, the other day, something came up about dinosaurs, and I pointed at it, and I made some joke, and the only thing I could think of was a velociraptor, and David just sort of quietly, after a second, went, actually, that's a triceratops. And I was like, you fucking loser. The clues in the name, they've got three horns. Oh, my God. All right. The case okay, stands alone. Do you know what? Me and David are going to go and talk about dinosaurs. If anyone else doesn't Egyptians. give a shit about the past, <laughs> please get in touch. Well, just, it's just you. It's just you. Anyway, so Blair Vaughan <laughs> tells Lana that she needs to be aggressive and ambitious because men get the best digs and the best prestige. So if she wants to get ahead, she needs to be ambitious. I originally read that as the best places to live. Oh, of digs, digs. Which is like a mum and dad level era slang for like Hep-cat where you digs. lived. Yeah. <laughs> My uni digs. Daddy-o. Yeah. Coolio. <laughs> Coolio. <laughs> That's you. Anyway, so then we have uh, your twin, Josh Benson. Yeah. This is Lana's boyfriend. He says the museum is just musty old stuff. Yep. Um, he's a dickhead. It is. You though. need to support your partners in their passions. Maybe they're not your passions, but you still have to support them. He is. Do you know what? He's one of the more interesting looking others we've had. Um, mm. He had white blonde hair, which oh, he wore. Fucking white blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it is Bob. No. No, it is, this is it's too, too good, good to be Bob. Yeah. Uh, which he wore slightly long and shaggy, the bluest eyes, almost turquoise, and a square chiselled face that suggested some Viking ancestors. 
Yeah, I think he, he at least sounds interesting. Well, do you know what I find interesting about him is that he's a cheerleader. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. That is quite interesting. I, um, I'm quite a big ice hockey fan. And, and ice hockey. Ice, ice hockey. Ice hockey. <laughs> you said that so weird. Ice hockey. Ice hockey. A hockey fan. And um, we had a male head cheerleader hockey. in the 90s. And that was good because he could do double backflips. That is interesting. But yeah, interesting, isn't it? That he's not feminised for that in this book. I think it's interesting. Mm. Mm. I don't know if that's a thing. Americans, do you have male cheerleaders now? Did you in the 90s? The film Bring It On would suggest yes. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. Can you tell my entire knowledge of pop culture comes from bad films? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can. Yes, yes. However, it doesn't really matter that Josh is a dick because she's not that <laughs> interested in him anyway because she feels a strange pull to mummies um and particularly prince nephra Ooh, good name. now you can have josh because i like the sound of prince nephra no i don't want josh. you no it's too late you've no. got to have him god that's the way it works we're only apparently allowed to have a man okay that's all we can have he's 19 He's handsome, and he's got big, dark eyes. I know, right? Sounds like a beb. He sounds gorgeous. I'm seeing him as Rami Malek from uh, Mr. Robot. Is he the guy that plays uh, Freddie Mercury? Yeah. Um, mm. I think he's fit. <sighs> Maybe he is, but I'm just very angry um, at that whole film. <laughs> Why? Oh, because um, Sasha Baron Cohen was meant to white. be in it. Sasha Baron Cohen was meant to be in it. Okay. And it would have been great. And He's too old to play. But isn't it? It's like young Freddie Mercury, isn't I it? I think it's his whole life. Oh, okay. Um, and also, they were meant to talk about like all his like partying and drug taking and gayness and his having AIDS. How? Well, and how they, can you not talk about that? Well, I don't think they do in the new one because Queen. They must talk about him being gay. Come on. I don't really. think How so. can you not talk about that? Well, it wasn't in the trailer. Well, they've straightened it's not in the film. Him, I think. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. I was impressed that they hadn't whitewashed them. Yeah. But, okay. Well, let's reserve judgment for after we've seen Hashtag it. Hashtag not my video mm, I'm going to wait and see. Just as Lana is perving on a mummy, like you do, the lights go out and she hears Princess Obina, come to me. Princess Keith. <laughs> Come to me, Cheggers. Get me. Okay, now this is exactly what happens in the Mummy movie. The Mummy movie didn't come out until 1999. This was out in 95. Barbara? I hope she's getting royalties. I mean, I fucking hope so. Bet she's not. Whoever wrote the Mummy movie ripped off this book. Mm -hmm. I'm calling it right now. I feel this is probably a rip-off of something else. Well, I don't see what. Well, maybe. (laughs) I love the Mummy movie. Rachel Weisz in that is stunning uh, <laughs> what <laughs> see if fine. see if you say that you fancy what's his chops the guy oh no brendan fraser mm-hmm. no. he seems like you would fancy george him. of the jungle give me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> he was handsome oh so you fancy i don't fancy him i just think he was handsome well, again i've seen the mummy like once like 15 years ago what's wrong with you <laughs> just how can you have not seen the jurassic the jurassic park <laughs> How can you have not seen Jurassic Park and you've seen The Mummy once? What do you do with your time? Oh, productive things. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be over here watching The Mummy. (laughs) Anyway, so then we bump into 
Marge, her jolly fat friend, oh, yeah. who says, but the lights didn't go out. Sensible, I've written, sensible fat Marge in her rubber-soled shoes. <laughs> so fucking offensive. She's certainly not going to get struck by lightning. <sighs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. She's not going to slip if it, if it rains. She, she's not going to be the victim here. She's not. She's not. Um, anyway, so then we're at home and she's got a really nice mum. Oh yeah, mum's great in Lana's mum is, I think, one of the best point horror mums that we've had. Single parent, mm-hmm. um, so supportive, mm-hmm. just like lovely. And they really like each other. Mm. They don't argue, they mm. talk to each other. They get on. Mm-hmm. She's not overbearing either. No, I really like her mum. Mm-hmm. So then her mum gives Lana some hot chocolate and three cookies. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm liking it. I really want some hot chocolate and three cookies. <laughs> We can get that for you. That's true, we can. We've got money. We're grown-ups. We can do whatever we want. We can spend We've got pennies. much news. I'm getting a cookie on the way home. Yeah. Mm. We, can have, we can have anything. We can do anything. It's fucking exciting. Anyway. Then sometimes, la- sorry, sometimes if I've been like paid a lot of money, I look at my bank account and I go, we could just run away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's never that much money because, you know, hello. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, we could just, we could just run away. That is exciting. I I have obviously keep my uh, horizons much lower than yours because I get excited that I can just walk into a shop and be like, I can buy this thing. I I don't want it, but if I did want it, I could buy it. I bought some sweets the other day and I felt like a real, like, I don't often buy sweets. And I was like, I can just eat this packet of fucking sweets before dinner. (laughs) No one can do it. I could have it instead of dinner. No one can do a fucking thing. Anyway, uh, so then she sees this beautiful black cat and her mum says, oh, he just turned up at the door. So they decide to adopt this cat. Because theirs died. Yes, because their cat Mm -hmm. died and they call him Seti, which is an Egyptian god, I think. Uh Or British word for couch. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Heather, dad joke, Parry. Back at it once more. (laughs) They call him couch then. So uh, Lana has painted these Egyptian murals all over her bedroom walls. Her mum bought her the paint and the fabric. Mm. Good mum. Josh laughed when he saw them. I've written, ace mum, shit boyfriend. (laughs) I don't like him at all. So anyway, then she has this dream that she's an Egyptian princess. Mm. And the next day at the museum, she sees her friend Rodney, who appears to be not white because it says his dark skin was even darker after he's just been on a trip to Egypt. Mm. Um, He asks her to go to lunch. Um, She does fancy him, but she tells herself, no, no, he just wants to be friends. Um, But then she is sure sure that Nefra, the mummy, has moved. (gasps) So then we meet Antef, who is a person of colour. He's Egyptian. Yes, and I feel like, is this the only point horror book where people have been explicitly people of colour? I think so. I think so. I think so. Certainly um, the only one where we have multiple people of colour. Yeah, because there's someone else later on as well. And they're not really shown as being like other or exotic. Oh, uh, well. Do you think they are a little bit? We'll get into it a bit later on. Maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But not so much. Um, there's, it's not like the token one person of colour. No. There's token several. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, I do think the way she writes him writing English is terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a bit offensive, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the sort of typical like uh yes but may i walk with you as you go to the cafe you know what i mean mm. like stunted sort of i mean no she, does, she does make a point of saying like it's really cool that 
he can speak like four languages and that in America they don't speak any. Yeah, and she makes a joke about it because he says my English isn't that great and she's like, well, it's better than, better my, than my all other ang- all other languages. Yeah, better than my Arabic or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is nice to have non-white people. I just feel like for a point horror, we hardly ever get that. In fact, we no. never get that. I know, I can't think of a single other one. No. Um, yeah, like in point horrors, it's always white people who are thin and yet body shame everybody. Yeah. So it's nice to have people who aren't scared of being fat and also mm. d- characters of colour, which is mm. nice. Anyway. Like Terry in our last in The Hitchhiker was not yes. skinny and she was sexy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So sometimes it's good. So she fancies Antef too, um, but she still kind of negs him about his aftershave, says he wears too much aftershave, which I was like, rude. You don't need to do that. That is a teenage boy thing though. Yeah. They like bathe they do. in the shit. Oh God. And when you walk past a group of teenage boys and it's just a <sighs> cloud of Why links. do they do it? Man smell is quite nice if, mm. if it's not swept. General man musk is much better. better, I think. I know, I don't really like male aftershave. Really. I don't really wear it's too perfume, strong. though, either. No. Like I just, don't really either. It's like how people smell. It's just too strong. That was really creepy, wasn't I it? Like I like how people, people smell. You're like the guy from the mall. <laughs> I can taste you in my mouth. <laughs> Someone on our Twitter said that Marty Pello should pay him. Oh my should play God. the muffin man. Yeah, he's not busy. He'll do it. He's <laughs> too busy bagging off your Aunt Edith. I know, what a dickhead. Unbelievable. He better not be listening. Marty Pello, if you're listening, stop listening. <laughs> I don't know. You're not allowed. You're the only person that's not allowed to listen to this podcast. I think R.L. Stein's not allowed I don't, I don't think he wants Shouldn't to. Shouldn't be. I don't think he wants Ooh. to. So then we're outside the museum and she sees the cat, Sati, <laughs> as apparently he's called <laughs> now. Did he follow her? Um, and then she cries because she loves him and he'll die. I just want to say this cat has got more personality than almost anyone else in any other point horror book. Yeah, that's like, true. The cat is so good. I want this cat. And she says at one point, um, she reached over and snapped off the light, curled up on her side and tried to go back to sleep. It took a long time, even with the warmth and comfort of Seti in a soft comma, curled against her stomach, mm. which I think is lovely. Mm-hmm. And at one point he like picks the food. <laughs> Wait, sorry, is here. Seti looked at them, then back at his food. He reached into his dish and lifted out a tiny crunch bit with one curled paw. Then he placed it in his mouth. Aww. Like, this cat's a genius. I love him. And he's really smart. Is it a he? Yeah. Well, it's because he might be yes. an Egyptian god yeah. with the body of a cat. But he's just the best character we've ever had. Yeah. I imagined him a lot like Salem from uh, <gasps> Sabrina. Oh my god, I used to love that show. But with a bit less attitude. One of my favourite Twitter accounts is Sabrina with no context <laughs> and it's like uh, subtitled screen grabs from Sabrina the Teenage Witch episodes and the dialogue is so weird. <laughs> One of my favourite gifts is um, Salem just uh, filing his nails. Mm, <laughs> I love that so show. So useful. It was really good. I think I, they're bringing it back that. aren't they? Oh yeah. Or like making a or like a remake. Mm, yeah leave it alone. Yeah it was good I liked it. Mm-hmm. I remember it was one of those shows, because there were quite a lot of shows as like a young teen that I used to watch and felt quite confused because I would fancy both a male and female character and mm-hmm. be like, what's happening? And you fancied both Salem <laughs> and one of the aunties. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I fancied her boyfriend and her friend Valerie. Oh. I remember fancying them. Anyway. I think, sorry, just to <laughs> stop from the actual content of the podcast for a second. I think um, that was a really positive role model thing to have both the aunties. Yes, I agree. Who didn't, weren't really interested in men. Mm-hmm. I think um, they had like, boyfriends at some point, but they weren't that bothered. But they didn't need no mans. No. Um, and they were funny mm-hmm. and weird 
and I liked them a lot, mm -hmm. both of them, and they really cared. Mm -hmm. Just saying. That's true. That was an interesting family dynamic, mm. a non-nuclear family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then, uh, her unsupportive boyfriend Josh comes over. Um, oh yeah, I've written that his description as well, and it also it says about him he loves golf and he's going to work in PR or politics. And I've put girl just fuck the mummy. Lamo. <laughs> go for the mummy because he sounds awful. <gasps> You were going to say something exciting. I am going to say something exciting. Okay. No, no. I have the best fact about fucking mummies. Oh, I really thought you were going to say, listen, I fucked a mummy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about it now. I fucked some people where I wish I'd fucked a mummy instead. Oh, God. Um, oh, what is this? You should so, only fuck people who deserve it. Wait, wait. This is from my history of sexuality graphic novel. Um, so I think it's um, Isis and Osiris mm -hmm. were brother and sister. Yep. And they fucked each other in the womb. Right. Do you know this? Mm -hmm. um, and Remember then, I went through an ancient Egyptian phase. Oh yeah, you probably know mm -hmm. all this story. I'm going to say it anyway. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, and then they got born. And then they were, got born. They got born. Mm -hmm. Got born did. And then did the growing up. Mm -hmm. And then were married. Mm -hmm. And then uh, someone killed him and chopped him up all into bits and chucked him in a river, pond. Um, and then she gathered up all the bits but couldn't find his cock. So then she put him back together again and then made Was him... Was it not because a crocodile ate it? Uh, might have been. A crocodile. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't walk straight into that. Don't walk straight into a crocodile. Worst thing you can do. Um, <sighs> so she made... Makes you think of that song. Never smile at, at a crocodile. <laughs> uh, so she made a uh, penis out of, uh, I believe, linen and beeswax and then um, put it on him. And because she's a god, death, um, she like brought Earl to life again and then she like uh, fucked him um, and became pregnant with some linen <laughs> and bees. Pile of washing, <laughs> covered in honey. <laughs> um, I thought that was great. That's though. great. And it's, it's like a famous one that she was yeah. pregnant with, but I don't know them because I don't care. But See, that's my sort of fact that I'll remember. Well, it's a good fact. And it is relevant to what I've been that's from the past. working on. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the past can be fun. Sometimes. I feel like I'm a lame history teacher. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what, Smallberry? The past can be fun. <laughs> I'll make you love the past. So, then she has pizza with her mum. They talk about Seti being really smart. They say he's not a regular cat. He sure isn't. Um, after the film, they go to... TGI Fridays, um, and there they see. I think that is the worst place on earth. I Sorry, know. why <laughs> do they go hate there? That place. Why do they go there? Oh. Just literally get a Greg's pasty and sit in the gutter, and you'll yeah. have a better time. <laughs> I like Greg's pasty. <laughs> so then they see Rodney with his date Dara. 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 Uh, Josh tries to make Lana jealous. He's such a fucking dickhead. I hate yeah. him. Yeah, I don't like him. I, I just like agree his book, with him. I don't like... <laughs> no, you can't agree with him as an asshole. Anyway, she doesn't rise to it. Uh, she invites them to their table. Uh, Josh asks Dara what she thinks of the US and Dara says, Americans are really spoiled. <laughs> and I've put self-awareness in a point horror, surely I not. know. Because we are... I say we as like UK, US. Those people. Mm -hmm. We are quite spoiled. Mm -hmm. Isn't like spoiled for choice. Um, and she's Egyptian. Um, so I thought that was good as well. Class consciousness again. Yeah. I mean, they do deny being spoiled, uh, Josh and um, Lana. They say, no, no, we have jobs. Yeah. 
Um, but Josh does admit that Americans are weird yeah. to the rest of the world. Yeah. Which I thought, I've never seen that type of attitude in a point horror before. It's always like America is the literal center of the world and no other countries exist. Like they never reference any other countries. No one ever says that they want to travel to another country or anything like That's that. That's a good point, yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes they'll it'll go be on like, holiday if they're rich. Or like their mum's just been somewhere. But yeah. they're never like, I, my goal is that I really want to go and live in Russia or Uruguay or my, my Australia. My favourite thing from when I lived in North America is people would say, like, are you from the UK? Oh, that's really cute. And then we'd say... Cute? Uh, yeah. Because you're a fucking pixie. Uh, I remember a woman in the Virgin Megastore in New York City saying that to me when I was buying a Courtney Love album. Oh, specific. That is specific. Um, but they would say things like, oh my God, do I have an accent to you? And it's like, you have an accent regardless Everyone of has me. a fucking accent. <laughs> you're, you're, an accent is not the way that someone else looks at you. Like, I was like, you've got an accent. And I've got an accent. Like, it's not just me in this conversation that has an accent. We both have one. I find that weird. Do you know I read that in a book the other day? That someone, it, it was an American person, met an, another American person, and described them as being, have, being unaccented. I'm like, nobody's no, unaccented. Possible. That is impossible. My best mate's close. Because she's from, like, that bit next to Wales. Shropshire. Mm -hmm. Like, if people... So, well, no. You know how people say well, it's a British accent? you still have an accent. It's just no one can place it. Yeah. Yeah, that was But you my, still is an accent. It was more of a joke than... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you took it very <laughs> seriously. I feel very strongly about this. There's no, another it, hill on which I will die. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what I pointed out on Twitter the other day? That the hill I will die on is that the proper name of the movie is Monsters Incorporated. Oh, you are <laughs> the worst. It's the name of the company. And Jennifer Lopez referenced it as such when she gave Randy Newman a Oscar. Called the Monsters Incorporated. She did. Moving on. <laughs> Not going to rise to that. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway, it's a little bit woke, this book. Woke-ish. Yep. Momentarily woke. Point um, horror woke. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Woke in this specific context. So the next day at the museum, again, Lana feels the pull of the mummy. The lights go out again. She is shoved and she feels a hand over her mouth. Some glass breaks and this necklace, Keith's, <laughs> Princess Keith's Princess necklace, Keith's necklace has gone. The However, Chegger's family Chegger's, necklace. Exactly, the Chegger's jewels. <laughs> Chegger's family jewels. Blech. Oh, she's sick. <laughs> However, luckily, Lana keeps a tissue in the waistband of her slacks. Number one, tissue. Number two, slacks. <laughs> this is a middle-aged woman who's been rewritten as a teenage girl. You've got a handkerchief right here. This is just is you as a child. I never have put my handkerchief in my waistband. <laughs> and I don't even really know what slacks are. <laughs> no, I don't get them either. Are they like, like the sort of trousers you wear with a suit? In America, where they're a bit baggier than men's suit trousers here? I don't know. You wear a belt with it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Send us pictures of slacks if you have <laughs> any, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, no teenager, I believe, would put a tissue in the waistband of their slacks. You it's like putting, a, it's like putting a tissue up your sleeve. Oh, yeah, that's a very Come mom on. thing to do. Mums do that. Mm -hmm. Teenagers don't do that. Anyway. Sorry, where have you been keeping your I have more in my bag or in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So walking home, I can't believe you were reading me from my fucking hanky. Sniffle Bob. <laughs> Sniffle Bob. I'm a, I'm a sniffle bob. That's true. I'm a sniffle bob as I've well. I've never denied it. <laughs> anyway, so walking home, Lionel sees. <laughs> sniffle Bob. Where did that come Makes from? Makes my cheerio. Which, uh, <laughs> sniffle Bob. <laughs> I'm gonna. That is how I'll know that I'm officially middle aged. Is I'll be on a, I'll be on a bus and someone will sniffle. And I'll hand them a packet of tissues and be like, here you go, Sniffle Bob. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Oh. Okay, so she sees this misty, decrepit mummy saying, give back my necklace, it is mine. You are cursed. And then the cat, <laughs> it's a good voice, huh? Yeah, it was yeah, really like So then the, you like my voices on I this do podcast. Think very good, like, yeah. um, so then the cat saves her. She's then convinced that she and the cat have a psychic connection, which seems like a leap of logic to me. But... No, I'm with her. Okay, cool. Absolutely. All right, then. Um, she also realises that during this moment, she has ripped off a button, and it's the same button that are on the employee vests. <gasps> then she notices that Antif has a button missing from his vest. <gasps> but he says he leaves his vest in the staff room all the time, so it could have been anyone. Oh, okay. Um, then a scene that made me incredibly angry. And you're sitting holding your book, so I feel you're going to reference this scene. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, she tells her boss, Dr. Walters, <gasps> about this moment. And he says, oh, no, Blair is just an angry feminist. And she's made you an angry feminist, too. Fuck you, Dr. Walters. Um, fuck you so hard. Let me read it to or you. Or rather, we shan't fuck you. But if you know Blair... You know, telling her not to do something makes her want to do it even more. She's quite a feminist. I have nothing against women in any workplace, but Blair quite often uses being female to take umbrage. Well, you know, I feel like if you're saying shit like, well, I don't, I have nothing against women in the workplace. And if you're going to say then, but after that, yeah. you've just negated everything you've just said. Also, well fucking done for allowing women to have jobs. <laughs> what does he want? If he says, oh, I have no problem with women in the workplace, is she meant to be like, oh, thank you? Yeah. Thank you, oh. you... Cock so monkey. Kind. Cock monkey. I don't know where all these what words are coming happening? from. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Professional riot custom. Um <laughs> I can make up words if I want. <laughs> and Lana says, she did tell me I'd have to work twice as hard as a man to get a good job. And he says, I'd say twice as hard as other archaeologists. Uh, <laughs> let me say that again. <laughs> I'd say twice as hard as other archaeology students. There are more people, male and female, wanting jobs than there is work. Which That's I feel like such is bullshit. I feel like that is um, all lives matter, but for like gender exactly. stuff, like fuck off. She it is, is going to have to work harder, and you know yeah. it because she's got to deal with dickheads like you. Yeah, I've written anti-feminist in my notes. I don't like it. I hate Dr. Walters. Can I just come in here with a tiny bit of food porn? <laughs> That's a sentence. Because <laughs> we've just gone past this. Um, just on the on the point of her mum being fucking brilliant. Um, Lana had a bowl of her mother's delicious and comforting potato onion. And celery soup. Oh, I want Rich that. melted butter floated in golden patterns across the thick, creamy texture. Bay leaf spiced the soup perfectly. Lana ate the entire bowl and licked her spoon before she spoke. That sounds delicious. That's, you sound like an M&S advert. I was going to say, that's like Devlin Cohen doing the uh, M&S adverts, mm -hmm. isn't it? Oh. It's not just soup. It's Lana's mum's soup. It's M&S point horror soup. <laughs> That does sound delicious. I don't think I've ever actually wanted a meal in a Point Horror book before, but I this know. one. I want to live with Lana's mum. I know, me too. I want those little 
butter cookies and a hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, then she has another Egyptian dream, but then she wakes up to three scorpions in her room. Yeah, which is nuts. They seem kind of unfazed by this. So I mean, do scorpions America? live in Denver? Mm-hmm, maybe. They've got them in America. You'd fucking lose your shit here. Yeah. Do, uh, my friend had one in her shower in Panama City. <laughs> so they're on the continent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether they're in Denver, I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, horrible. They could have walked up. Well, that's quite a long way for them to walk, isn't it? I'd lose my mind if there was one in my flat. It would be so weird. Like, yeah. we don't have I wouldn't anything. even really understand why I was... Like, I know what a scorpion looks like, but it would be so out of context that I would be like, what, what is, is that? that? Is that a toy? What is it? Is that a really angry mouse <laughs> with some armour? Like, what's going on? That's why someone painted that crab black. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, where's the sea? <laughs> and we're not used to crazy things that can hurt you in the UK, apart no. from, like, a badger. I mean, and they're not going to attack, are they? I've not seen one in real life. Apparently there are badges at the residency that I was just on. Oh. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the guy who runs the residency said that once he was coming down the driveway and he surprised a badger and a fox who were just standing there together. No, they why <laughs> is that where your brain goes? Why are you not imagining a lovely Animals of Farthing Wood scene oh, where they're planning a surprise birthday party for a mouse? Um, no, no, they're having sex excuse me, in Heather Perry's excuse world. Excuse me, if it was the animals of Farthing Wood, they'd both be dead within seconds. Why? Did you not remember that Twitter thread? Like, really recently about the, all the animal deaths in the animals of Farthing Wood. No, I don't remember that. Oh my god, it was brutal. Was it? It was like an, it was like an animal massacre, <sighs> the whole thing. Can you not remember when Badger died? And your heart was ripped out of your chest. Ross McLeary. Obviously I've repressed it. Right. So she flushes the scorpions down the toilet. Fair which, enough, yep. Okay, fine. Um, then at the museum, Antef is missing, but then they hear a scratching from Keith of Chegwin's coffin. <laughs> and it's Antef. He says he came early and someone hit him over the head, but he also has a note from Nefra demanding the return of the necklace. Sorry, there's a lot of plot in this book. So then she has, I've even cut some out and this is still all the plot. So then she has lunch with Rod, who she really fancies, by the way. Uh, she encourages him to follow his dreams because his sketches are really good, oh, which is nice. Drawing. His okay. drawing, his sketches, okay. they're really good. Mm. What kind of sketches do you think of? I don't know, just, just, just catching up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this book, The Mummy, okay. we're talking about yes. this book. Uh, okay, yeah. It's called The Mummy. These have got words in them. <laughs> it's got, yeah. Okay. You, just, you just turn the, and look at the little black marks oh, yeah, on it. Yeah, it's cool, huh? So then Rod asks her out, and even though she has a boyfriend and he has a girlfriend, she says... Ask me later. <gasps> Play like in the field. So then, not surprisingly, Dara says, uh, stay away from my man. At this point, Lana is beginning to believe that she actually, she herself, meaning Lana, actually is Princess Keith. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. She, again, feels like a leap of logic, but okay then. So then she gets home to find that her cat, Sidi, <laughs> her cat couch, is missing. <gasps> Someone throws a cat mummy through her window. Immediately as well, like almost immediately. Mm, yeah, and that's a bit weird, <laughs> isn't it? They call the police, but it turns out it's just a stuffed toy. To which I'm like... Still weird. A stuffed toy? It must have been very convincing. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, the next day, the cat has returned, and so has the necklace. <gasps> this whole cat plot line doesn't really go anywhere. I now think it's just think there about it. a good chat. We're meant to really think, oh, you like that cat. But they're meant to be buried with cats, aren't they? Yeah. So um, I think it's that she is princess. 
Oh, the cat's the princess. No, no, no. Oh, Lana I see. Is, and it's Lana, the cat. Oh, it's like... Because you mummify shit and put it in your uh, pyramid <laughs> to go with you into the next life, don't you? Yeah, that's true. Okay, then. That's true. So then, oh, again, this is just not really relevant to the plot, but a weird part. So during a tour, Lana meets a woman who says she can get emotions off metal. For example, jewellery. She gives her a dog-eared business card out of a huge denim bag. I've written alarm bells. If someone <laughs> reaches into a huge bag and pulls out a dog-eared business card, just when you thought throw it was going to be a bin. pig, <laughs> <laughs> I've paid for a pig, and take, this is a cat. <laughs> take your dog-eared business card. It's not even a full dog. <laughs> oh my god, your dad jokes <laughs> getting worse and worse. So anyway, then when she's locking up, she gets terrorised by this mummy again. Although I need to point out here, she does say it's someone dressed as Nephra. She doesn't think it's the actual mummy. Oh, okay. So she's still clinging to reality at this point. She doesn't say, Nephra came for me. She says someone dressed as Nephra came for her. So then it's the closing night costume party. We're coming to the climax soon. Lana is dressed in this white Egyptian dress. Seti has his rhinestone collar on. I love him. (laughs) At the museum, she finds a note in her locker. Keith, my princess, come to me. So then David Walters, the dickhead boss, he wants her to wear the necklace as a publicity stunt. Why? It's literally just been nicked. Fucking leave it alone. And also it's thousands and thousands of years old. I think he's grossly negligent. Yeah, I think he's an idiot. My dick. He's just another incompetent man in a position too high for him. You know how we were really freaked out because this, um, uh, what's the word for when something doesn't like have a value? Like it's, it's like... Priceless? Thank you. <laughs> oh God. It's priceless necklace. It's look, I fucking just written What's the word book. if it hasn't got a price? <laughs> it is less a price. What's that word? <laughs> I'm very tired. This <laughs> priceless necklace has just been stolen and we all lost our shit. And now it's back. Why don't you just put it on and wander hey, around? teenage girl. With, with all on. these strangers. I know you're a volunteer. Oh, put this God. on. It's anyway. a bit implausible. That is the implausible bit <laughs> for me in the book. Sorry. So anyway, she does put the necklace on. Okay. It makes her feel a bit strange though. Anyway, so she passes out and wakes up in the coffin. <gasps> she tries reaching out to Nephra, uh, like to talk to him, Mm -hmm. doesn't work, tries talking to Josh, no, like talk in her head, Mm -hmm. being like, Nefra, come to me, he doesn't come, Josh, come to me, no, says, Seti, come to me, yes, it works, she has a mental link, with the cat, with the cat, so then Josh and Marge come and rescue her, because Seti is meowing for them, much like Lassie, oh yeah, someone's in the well, what's that Seti, (laughs) Someone's in the sarcophagus? <laughs> so that's basically what happens. That was weird. You do a weird cat noise. Who was it? <laughs> was it you that was telling me about someone who swears their cat says hello? Oh, maybe. Like, hello? That sounds like someone I would know. <laughs> when, when my cat got really old, his meow got very sad and he would go, meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> He was sweet. So anyway, she accuses Antef of putting her in the coffin, but he says it was Blair. Anyway, the cat runs over to Blair and she says, No, Nephra, leave me alone. 
So she clearly thinks it's Nephra. Anyway, it turns out it was Blair all along. Oh, we should have known. Sexy 90s Nicole Kidman. Those women. It's oh, always those women. She's just a feminist. She's an angry feminist. So Blair's plan was to put Lana in Nephra's tomb to break the curse so that her family would stop dying. Because she comes from a line of prestigious archaeologists, all of whom have died in mysterious circumstances. Mm-hmm. And she thinks it's because of this curse. Anyway, and also to sell the necklace to fund her search for her missing sister. Oh. We never find out what happens to her sister, by the way. <laughs> the end. So then, literally line by line, all the plot threads get tied up in a very clunky manner. So, for example, Rod says, uh, oh no, we're just friends. Um, also, she wants to be friends with Dara. And then there's also the line, where do you get scorpions? Oh, any big pet store. <laughs> Just in case the reader was thinking, where do the scorpions come from? (laughs) Oh, no, you can get them anywhere. Any big pet store will have scorpions. So literally, like, it just goes line by line being like, plot thread, okay, tie, 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 tie. Um, However, then, the cat, Seti, he leaves and Lana says, I'm sorry, Nephra, but maybe someday I will know you again. So basically, she's still in love with the mummy. Mm -hmm. She still believes the cat is the mummy. I would. I feel like it's wide open for the mummy too. Oh, yeah. Which never appeared as far as I can tell. Does it not? I don't think so. It's a shame. I quite like that book. I, yeah. um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I will say, I think it is a bit orientalist. It is a bit. So I I was thinking about it and I was like, is it? And then I looked up um, Edward Said's definition Mm -hmm. of orientalism. um, Is a way of seeing that imagines, emphasizes, exaggerates, and distorts differences of Arab peoples and cultures as compared to that of Europe and the US. I think they have done that. Involves seeing Arab culture as exotic, backward, uncivilized, and at times dangerous. I don't think she does see it like that. She exoticizes them, I think. I think she, yeah, she does a bit, but it also does comment, it looks backwards to the US as well, not backwards. Yeah. It looks back at the US in, in through other eyes. Yeah, that's and true. And says, well, this looks as strange to us as you might look, we might look to you. Which for point horror is a big deal. I feel like it's, it's not like massively woke, but mm. in the world of point horror, it's, it's point the best we've had. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the most forward looking. I feel like we should use that, you know, for like, like, I just read an article <laughs> in The Guardian about a man who read lots of feminist classics in a month. Um, and he managed to not reflect on his own behaviour at all How as a man. How is that possible? Yeah, I know, it was incredible. Um, but I feel like that is point horror woke. Yeah, like right, such like a basic woke. level of woke. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he thinks he's woke, but he's actually <sighs> just point horror woke. Yeah, that is useful. <laughs> nice one. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't think we've got any of the usual stupid names, American things, 90s things, or fashion, really, apart from the slacks. Yeah, and they, I think I'm there was another the one. Slacks. Uh, there was like a, there was a, a like a sky blue sweater, mm. I think. But mainly, she dresses quite Egyptian. Yes, um, which I think is quite cool. Yeah. Like, I definitely thought that was cool when I read this book as a kid. It is a bit out of time, like it doesn't need to be the 90s again. No. It could be any time. It could be, it could be now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, too stupid to love heroin? No, very no. smart. I really like her. She's ambitious, but she's also kind. 
she's sensible she thinks about money because she thinks oh i need a scholarship if i Mm -hmm. want to go to college and she appreciates how hard her mum works she does um and also she likes to eat but she doesn't worry about her weight yeah which i really liked Mm -hmm. yeah i agree so i like lana a lot me too she's one of my faves Mm -hmm. so far i still maintain it's because i think this book was originally written with her being a middle-aged woman (laughs) and then it was rewritten with her as a teenager because she doesn't seem like a teenager really no so you think her mum in the OG draft was a lesbian lover? I wish that that was the book that we had read. <laughs> that would be great. Um, sexy sociopath? Not really. I mean, he, Nefra, is the sex symbol. Yeah. And he's not really done anything because he's dead. No, exactly. I think he sounds quite hot. Yeah. I mean, I know he's a long time dead. <laughs> well, that didn't <laughs> stop um, a person that I know that I'm currently writing about, so never mind. Well, that's true. Um, look out for that book. No death toll. I mean, apart, he's dead. Well, he's already dead, but nobody else dies. Yeah. Nope, death toll zero. No queer subtext? Nope. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I do think it's good. I'm going to give it a four. I would give it a four out of five as well. I think it was good. Maybe even a five. Yeah. Yeah, because it was pretty good. I don't know what I'm waiting for to give it a five. And we've given a few five, haven't we? I'll give it a five. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it as well. I'd put it up there with the perfume. Mm-hmm. Um, good band in any way. I mean, it's quite, it is quite good bad with like that she thinks that the cat is the spirit of the mummy. But it is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Okay, well, let's, I'm going to give it a two for good bad then. Um, like, I don't think you can really kind of hate read it. Because it's quite no, good. it is quite good. I'm going to give it a one for good bad. Yeah. I just think it's good. Good plan. I <laughs> just, just like this book. Yeah. So we like The Mummy. Yes. Now, if you enjoyed hearing us talk about The Mummy and you want to hear us talk about Trick or Treat, <gasps> a Point Horror Classic, and you are in or near Glasgow, then we would absolutely love if you could make it to our first ever super special live event. Yes. We're doing... Uh, live podcast episode recording. Point Horror Halloween prom. Mm-hmm. At the Mitchell Library on Halloween, this very Halloween. Uh, we are going to have um, 90s uh, costume dress-up contest. Point Horror Bingo. Point Horror Bingo. We're going to have uh, 90s playlists. And, as I said, a full episode where we will be discussing trick or treat now you can if you haven't already got the book which you can get from ebay if you like or from charity shops if you stumble across it or you can borrow it um you can borrow it digitally from glasgow city libraries or you can listen to the dramatization on youtube for free which is brilliant (laughs) so good and even if you don't get a chance to read it that's fine you can still come along and we'll tell you all about it and if you're not in scotland and you can't make it don't worry because Mm -hmm. we will be releasing it Yep. So um, you'll still be able to hear the episode, but you won't get to do the kind of fun, the costume and the playlist and everything. But that's can, okay. You can make your own bingo. Yes. That would oh be great. Oh my God. We should release the bingo cards. We should, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited. So after the event, we'll be sharing the bingo cards. Yes. So mm-hmm. do come and join us. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can't come and join us, no worries. There are other ways you can support us. Mm-hmm. Um, you, so you can subscribe and review. So you can review um, on iTunes or on wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Um, where can people find us on social, Kirsty? Uh, we are Teenage Scream Pod on Instagram and we are Teenage Scream underscore on Twitter. And if you like what we do and you want to support us, you can join our Patreon team. So we're Teenage Scream on Patreon. And if you donate at 
$5 or above, then you get an extra bonus special episode every single month. I can't wait. I think it's Terror Academy this month. Yes. Isn't it? Oh my God, it's oh so God. shit. Yeah. It's so They're bad. so good. They're like nothing else I've ever read. They're just criminally just bad. Bizarre. So um, bizarre. And if you're doing read along with Teenage Scream, hashtag, mm-hmm. it's not taking on that hashtag. Um, <laughs> only I tried to do use it. Oh. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Uh, <laughs> next episode, we'll be doing, oh, we're back with CBC, <gasps> Caroline B. Cooney. And again, one that people talk about a lot, freeze tag. You are gonna love Freeze Tag. Oh my god, I'm so excited it's to talk about it. So good. It's Join so good. us then. Bye. Bye.